0: Welcome to Season 2, Talented, the Get Your Guide Talent Podcast. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, we had to push back the launch of this season from Spring 2020. Though the recording is from a pre-COVID world, we still hope that you can take some nuggets with you from the conversation. For more information about our culture and adapting to safety regulations, please visit our blog, inside.getyourguide.com. Santé, and on to the episode.
1: Welcome to Talented Get Your Guide's monthly podcast where we discuss the latest trends and strategies in the talent acquisition industry. Today's theme is understanding the role of destination manager and what makes a great destination manager.
2: So uh, so I'm Julia, I'm director of sales. I'm, I joined uh, Get Your Guide four years ago and I'm based in Dubai. Uh, and now moving forward, I will focus
3: more on the Middle Eastern market uh, and AI. Cool.
0: And Ivona, would you please introduce yourself?
3: Sure. Um, So my name is Ivona. I joined Get Your Guide one year ago to start my journey here at Get Your Guide as a business recruiter. And here I'm covering the sales uh, department in terms of hiring across APAC and EMEA region.
0: Could you please explain what a destination uh, manager is at Get Your Guide, what they do?
3: Sure. So so
2: um, a destination manager is a person who is in charge of either a destination or a country and are working to to settle the best possible experiences for our customers to have a great, great
3: holiday.
1: How do you align as a hiring manager
3: um, and a recruiter? That's a very good question, Jane. Um, so a part of staying connected via different channels uh, at Get Your Guide, for example, Blue jeans, video conferences, Slack communicator and also one weekend the meeting in person. Um, besides all of the channels that we are staying connected in, um, there is a very important thing what we do before opening the job itself. We are scheduling together with the hiring manager a kickoff meeting where we are basically aligning on possible market challenges, on the job requirements, profile requirements. And after the meeting, I should be able to truly see what the business is expecting in terms of the profile and what should I deliver in terms of the outcome and in which sort of timeframes as well. So after the meeting, um, I should be able to also give to the candidates the chance to understand better the role, the company, and also what should they expect during the process. Sounds like awesome teamwork.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But just to follow up on that, so there's one profile, but we, of course, hiring all over the world. Uh how does the the local or the international aspect like does it affect what you're looking for in different areas?
2: Uh yeah, sure, definitely. I mean, it as we're having a lot of uh, local offices. Also, our local teams are experts on what's needed. So, for example, in one market, it's more important to be very focused on the culture and and kind of the relationship piece. While in others, it may be more important to focus on kind of the hard skill sets or or the different tools that we would use to acquire the inventory. So, it's so it's definitely uh, definitely a lot of uh, differences. Still, though, uh, obviously, destination managers is. is uh, you know, a role that we could have in many different areas and move around in between different regions as well. Similarities and differences, I would say. Got it. And
1: can you elaborate on why cultural adaptability is so important Get Your Guide? Sure, I would
2: love to do that. So so one key part of our culture is learning. Um, and, and for us, we need to really be on our tippy toes of learning to, to really be able to help our customers. Um, and, and with that said, it means like understanding like the needs of the customer, understanding how the market is changing. So that's just one part of our culture. Right. And, and also we're moving incredibly fast. So so if we're not adaptable and, and both in terms of having, what I would say, a half full view and being super positive, it's very hard to kind of keep up with the, what we're trying to achieve. So I think being adaptable, and I wouldn't say accept change, but embrace change is, is absolutely necessary. Catch your guide. And I would also add being passionate. That's like being re- super passionate about helping our customers. Uh, to have an incredible holiday is uh, is key, and that's part of our core values.
1: Awesome. Um, sounds like a uh, get your guide prerequisite, passion. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, what else makes a great destination manager? And why would this role to appeal to someone who's a sales professional, where it's mm-hmm. like passion is kind of your middle name mm-hmm. when you're in sales?
2: Mm-hmm. I mean let's let's uh, let's start talking about the product. I mean, we are helping people have incredible holidays. So that in itself is just an absolutely amazing thing to work with. It really feels good because you're changing people's lives. People kind of have saved up for years to go on this holiday to get unforgettable moments. And we are helping facilitate that. So that's one thing of it. On the other hand, it's it's super varied. One day you're sitting in front of the uh, in the office in the, uh, of the computer and just analyzing data, seeing what does the customer want, what does the review say they want, what do we need to improve. On the other hand, you're you're sitting in a very interesting meeting, learning about like the landscape in New York, in Sydney, in Dubai, and then the third day you're out on a cruise testing the product yourself. So to me, what is there not to love? And and sometimes I ask myself, is there something? Is this really a job? <laughs> and get your this
0: And so, with all that being uh, being said, so when you as a recruiter, Ivona, um, get your applications or get uh, the candidates uh, on that first phone interview, how do you distill that into something that you can screen for? How does that work for you?
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, so, of course, after the kickoff meeting, I know what are the must-haves and nice-to-haves of the candidate. On the other side, I know, as Julia mentioned, that the cultural fit is also very important. So, I'm bearing both things in my mind whenever I'm screening the candidate. So, the most important things for me to screen in the very first initial stage is basically, first of all, the strong motivation for the industry, our product, and also the role itself. Because without the drive, they will not be able to be successful. Uh, at Get Your Guide. Um, On the other hand, what makes them successful later on, if they are successful after the interview process, is the sales experience with combination of analytical thinking. So I'm always trying to get the basic understanding of them being data driven and also of their sales skill set. And also one of our core values is clarity. So if they are a great communicator and if they really believe in themselves as well, we will see that during the interview and we will pass them to the next stage
0: hmm So how important is um, experience specifically in the travel industry in itself? Is that something that plays a big role in the screening?
3: Mm-hmm. So usually I'm always checking that during my uh, screening process. On the other hand, this is not the most important thing to have. I do believe that if the candidate is already coming with a solid travel industry background and um, and basically way of thinking... Uh, they will hit the ground running faster at Get Your Guide. On the other hand, the team is extremely supportive, and I do believe that we are all basically exchanging our best practices around this industry, so everything is also up for learning later on.
0: Mm -hmm. And then when you get the the candidates from Ivona, are you screening for the same things or are you screening for additional things? How Mm -hmm. do you take on the screening process?
2: Great question. So, so what I would say would I would uh, follow on what uh, Ivona says. First of all, like the travel experience, it's 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 great if they have it, but it's not super necessary. If they understand like the digital world, they have online online experience, and they're really passionate about learning, then we we have a lot to work with already. That could be great for us. Uh, However, what I'm looking for is really like the inner drive and the passion to walk the extra mile, to help our customers out in the field to have great experiences. And, and also, um, like their business acumen. Do they really, do they really understand kind of what we're trying to achieve? Um, it's also something I'm looking for. Last, last thing that I would mention is what do they know about Get Your Guide? For me, a successful interview goes both ways. The candidate should interview Get Your Guide in the same way as we interview the candidate to really find the great fit. But with that said, if you're really passionate to join, Get Your Guide and join our team, then you've done some preparation. If there's like zero preparation done, I also start question, how is the commitment? What's the passion? How much do you really want to to join us? Uh, And that I think is... uh, kind of easy to see straight away. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: If you would sum up some of the things that you said, if we kind of distill it down to like three things, three areas, three kind of like touch points, what would be the top three that you are actually looking for in a candidate?
2: Um, I would say really strong motivation for the industry um, and for the role in itself. So I would also say... um, like passion to deliver incredible experiences um, and, and business acumen an understanding of the industry, I think would be my main thing. And then culture fit could be like the fourth almost, but that's, that's all connected, right? If you're super committed about helping the customer, if you're really driven and passionate uh, and if get your guide is kind of where you want to go, the next step, I feel that's already like tipping those boxes.
0: That makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Anything that you would add in terms of what you? What are your top three things that you look for before sending a candidate over to Julia?
3: Mm-hmm. So just to follow up on that, I think the strong motivation is the key for the success in the beginning. Uh, What I would also recommend to the candidates when they are about to have the first phone screen is the preparation. Like for me, I can really see and hear from the candidate's side if they are prepared for the interview and if they really want to be passed to the second stage. So I would recommend to the candidates to always be prepared on questions in the end of the interview and in between, because this is showing me the motivation for the role and the company itself. Uh, when they do the research, it's also very uh, appealing to me to hear uh, when the candidates can actually surprise me with something extra. And especially when I hear that they are looking into our blog <laughs> to find mm-hmm. a lot of different interesting topics. Inside getyourguy.com. Inside-get-your- <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's always great to hear. So yeah, to come back to your question, Mark, strong motivation, sales experience, and, and the passion and clear communication. This is the key to be passed to the second round to the hiring manager and phone nice. screen
2: maybe one thing that i could add as well Um, we have seen before that that it's quite difficult uh if you have zero digital experience or no online tech experience Mm. because you know with the right passion and drive i'm sure it could be possible but it's a really steep learning curve Mm. as we're moving so fast so i think that that is that I wouldn't say it's a red flag but it's but it's still a warning signal for me if there's no
0: digital experience mm. what is it that makes or what are the differences um between have working in the industry or this kind of role uh more um, offline before and then digitally or making that transition Wow well, what are the challenges there
2: yeah so 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 I would say um the tourism industry, if we say it like that, is very traditional and and very offline. It's 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 basically um, focusing on on. It's, it feels a little bit uh, like a different era, let's say. Mm-hmm. While I wouldn't even say that we're so much only in the travel industry, but we're travel tech. So it's all like, how do you analyze data? Mm-hmm. What are the metrics that you would look at? How how would you like even discussing like how products are converting all the different medi- metrics all the terminology it's night and day and why I could say that as well is that we're working with a lot of offline partners that would be our local partners and and we spend a lot of time also on education and making them understand where we where we're coming from and what's what's necessary so so it's it's two completely different industries I would say
0: hmm Did I answer the question? Yes, yes. So following up on that, what are other um, things that you, for example, Ivona could uh, could suggest for someone who sees this role, is interested, but may not be completely fitting our requirements at the moment, whether they are Mm -hmm. from the offline world, maybe they are newly graduated, maybe they come from another field and want to make the transition, What are some things that one can do already today to prepare to become ready at some point? Mm
3: -hmm. That's a very good question, Mark. So, dear candidate, if you hear me, own your development. (laughs) (laughs) So, first step I would recommend to a candidate that is junior but would love to become a destination manager one day is to do a solid research on Get Your Guide in terms of the mission itself, challenges and possible learnings. After that, I would recommend to set up your own development plan before applying and answer yourself a question. Who are they looking for in terms of the best possible talent? Am I the right one right now for the company? And if you if you will actually answer to all of such questions, then it's going to be better for you um, in a way because you will be able to know what to do, how to progress further, how to get there. So after answering to all of such questions, I would recommend afterwards to... Basically, set up your own plan, how to develop. There are many different options. You can basically listen to sales and travel industry podcasts. You can use e-learning platforms. Uh, You can also get in touch with a recruiter based in Get Your Guide. Mm -hmm. To basically find out more. I'm always happy to answer all of the questions from the candidate side. Because we believe in potential. And if you believe in yourself, we'll be able to see that during the interview process.
0: Mm -hmm. And... With you, Julie, you have over the years now also um, practically managed a lot of the people that we have hired within the teams. What are some things that you recognize are good to have if someone would prepare themselves for this role?
2: Oh, a good angle of that question. Um, I would say um, basically always being proactive. Uh, and really seeing like these are the things that I would like to change. This is the things that I could do today instead of waiting to tomorrow. Being organized and structured is also important because we don't have a lot of time, <laughs> so we need to make the most out of it, right? Yeah. Um, and I would also I would also say really i'm I'm talking a lot about the customer but that's why we're here right so so how can you really learn from walking in the shoes of the customer if you're coming from from outside get your guide i would like book the tours do the tours experience it yourself Mm. and 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 see what's happening and if you're inside there's a lot of people you can you can learn from right inside Mm. get your guide um but but it it's all about like Thinking of every single thing you do, how does this help the customer, uh, and how would this make the the customer experience more incredible and then you're already kind of in the way of thinking of uh, how get your guys thinking
0: right. we've also now um, as you said, talked a lot about uh, the customer the end customer um, but there's also a second customer in sales, which is our suppliers. Mm-hmm. Um, how does one also uh, prepare oneself to work with them? So it's not only the customer at the end, but also yeah. having that supplier yeah. aspect in mind.
2: Yeah. So, so uh, and, and that's even something we're working closer with, right? With, with the vision of helping the end customer. Uh, so here, here it's a lot about like creating this amazing relationship with the suppliers or local partners. Mm-hmm. And 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 really try to understand what do they really need. In the end, if they're getting what they need, if if the customer because of that, the end customer is, is getting an incredible product, also get your guide as a winner. So all are winners, right? So really try to understand what are their main pain points, what could we provide them with. And for example, get your guide is often providing a lot of data, like how does the market look like? how is the industry changing? what can they do to be even more more appealing as a product? So we're sitting with a like a local team, but with a global experience mm-hmm. so we can really educate and help and and many of the local partners that are happy coming back and saying we're more as a partner or a consultant to them so so it's not not hard selling, it's more like walking hand in hand, to
0: together, um, create wins for all of us.
2: Mm. Yeah.
0: Are the ways that you check for supplier mindset when you're talking or screening candidates?
3: Mm, sure. So uh, basically, it all depends on the question itself. But if someone is already showing to me during the interview process that they really care about the customer. They really care about the partners that they're working with. This is very visible, and I can hear this clearly from the candidate side. So, relationship building is a key. And if they already have this sort of mindset to actually put themselves in the customer shoes and supplier shoes, they can be successful straight, straight um, after being successful during the interview process. Kind of like there's no differentiation between like how you would treat a customer and a supplier, I guess. I think the most important thing is to basically remember that we are working for the same goal. All together, we are always trying to find a win-win situation in every single occasion. So if you have this mindset, I don't see any other problems coming way.
2: And also remember like yeah, our partners or our local partners is also customer, right? They also <laughs> go on holidays,
3: <laughs> so,
2: uh, so we should all, uh, yeah, they're all
1: our heroes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we've got a very international company, and we've got uh, sixteen international offices. How do you guys communicate with all the different time zones? How do you, like how do you two communicate with mm-hmm. one in APAC and one in in
3: Europe? So, sure. So, um, from my perspective, when it comes to recruitment, uh, the collaboration is basically based on a couple of different things: based on trust, based on clarity, and based on prioritization. What I mean by that is that. I am the lucky one at Get Your Guide who is able to actually one day focus on London, Paris and Berlin and another way, another day on Dubai, Australia and Japan. Um, I am very lucky uh, because there are lots of different things that I need to learn from and also I need to learn how to collaborate with each destination. So, for example, with Julia, I know that Julia is extremely responsive and very flexible in terms of our catch-up calls, in terms of alignment um, on the profile requirements. So we are using many different channels, as mentioned blue jeans, slack face to face meetings. Um, I also need to prioritize in terms of my time, in terms of my calendar schedule so if I want to work across australia i'm doing everything for my calendar to be empty in the morning, for example, to catch up with the manager, to do everything I can until when the candidates are still awake. (laughs) 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 And and when it comes to collaboration with Julia, I think everything is going pretty well. We are always trying to be on top of our things. And basically, even if our catch ups are for 15 minutes, they're extremely efficient and we know what are the next steps. Thanks,
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Ivana. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I know, I would agree. I would just maybe add to that, uh, uh, and, and I would just uh, copy what Ivana uh, said. It's it's really, I mean, there are different time zones, but we are aware of those, right? Mm-hmm. I always start, like, with the Sydney ones and end up, like, in Cape Town, London, etc., to, to be structured in that way, uh, and and... And it's all about like having a good plan of your day and stick to that uh, and being focused on what you're doing in in different different sections. Um, I would also say, um, maybe this is a little bit out of the questions, but I think it's interesting. Being in a local office uh, is, uh, you know, that brings challenges, but also opportunities, right? So, so the responsibility of connecting when you're in a local office is shared. So yes, okay, if if there's something you don't understand or something you need from HQ, it's also your responsibility in terms of our core value clarity to raise that. Maybe it's easier to find some of the information when you're in a headquarter, but on the other hand, there are other amazing things with being in a local office, and being in a local office is a choice, right? So I think it's all about being super clear what you need uh, and and really being efficient with the time. And then I think it's uh, and working with amazing people that feels the same. Then then the success is there already.
0: Right. Yeah. So Ivona, now, of course, you are you are based in headquarters in Berlin, and you are based in Dubai. Yeah. So you are really experiencing what it is like to be in a local office yeah is there anything that you would um, say to have in mind for a candidate that you know sees Catcher Guide online thinks that we are great applies but is applying for a local office what is something there to mm-hmm. to keep in mind mm-hmm. um, yeah about what it is like to work in a local office away from hq yeah uh
2: now i think i would uh, follow up a little bit on the other um question right mm-hmm. so so it is a choice and to me, it's an incredible choice. It's, it's amazing and the, the small little hubs you're out in the local offices. And, and I'm thinking, um, from my own perspective, not a shared responsibility with HQ. I'm thinking the responsibility is more mine sitting in a local office to get the information you need to be successful because it's very difficult to sit in HQ and thinking exactly what people in the local offices don't have. Raise it, ask explain this is what we need etc um and then also really remembering uh, our heart of the companies in berlin stay connected with key people so you really can you know, keep that amazing culture living. Maybe it's a bit of a subculture in the local office, that's fine, but still really, really, really stay connected. Because then with all the tools we have today, with a video conference as Blue Jeans or Slack, which is a chat program, then it's super easy.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, so so it's all it's all up to us. And I really mean this because I worked in different company way before where the technology ha- hadn't been developed as it is today and, and now when I sit with all these opportunities it's it's just up to you what you do with it right yeah that's... so
0: that is where the proactivity comes into play
2: yeah I think so and also I mean let's face it in the local offices we're having these incredible experiences out and seeing the products and and it's it's, it's just different to be in a HQ and you need to find out what's your choice and then you
1: then you commit to that and that ties into exactly what Evonen was saying about how she screened, the, the proactivity, even owning your development. Yeah. And you're actually living that, what she's like screening for. So. Trying. <laughs> yeah. So we're not lying, it's true.
0: What is an example of a, of, a, of a great experience you had with a candidate where you really felt that, you know, they had really thought about m- more of the things beforehand and not needing to kind of have it explained? Mm-hmm. If you have any good mm-hmm. examples. Yeah. Should I go?
3: Go ahead, Tudor. Um, uh,
2: so what what I would say, sometimes you get you get wowed away in an interview with a person who have like walked the extra mile before and you feel this is authentic passion. Like they already are a get your guide user. They are traveling with get your guide. They don't they don't understand how things were before you could book the, the products this way. And also even coming in and giving us a little bit of growth feedback of things we should have changed in that type of experience. They're already like, because that tells that they're already, they're not even understanding the customer. They are walking in like the shoes of the customer. So if you have that mindset and coming in, it's so easy to come to a local partner or a colleague and say, "But, but why are we doing that? That doesn't make sense. And sometimes you haven't thought of it yourself, right? So someone who is, you know, shaking me up a bit, mm-hmm. makes me makes me feel really good, mm-hmm. uh I would say. And then also like passion, positivity and a really strong willingness. There are some candidates that are coming in like my next step is Sketch Your Guide. Mm-hmm. They're just like this is I'm working for it. And there are several candidates that may not have been successful in an interview process. Then they're applying two and three more times because they are going to get there. Mm -hmm. Like that kind of passion and that drive and willingness to really get in can can actually beat some experiences uh, that they may not have
3: and that they need to learn.
0: Right. Yeah. Great one. Anything to add there?
3: I just think on top of that, the curiosity makes a difference. If Mm -hmm. they are asking questions, bombarding me with questions, I already know that they are one step farther than the other candidates. Mm -hmm. They are showing me the passion, curiosity, motivation, willingness to go the extra mile, and this is very visible for me. Mm -hmm. So in an
1: interview, when someone says, do you have any questions? Ask a question, because it's Mm -hmm. not rhetorical, (laughs) right?
2: Yeah,
3: no, No, absolutely.
2: But it's also... um, ask a question that you want the answer to, because it's sometimes very clear that either the question is completely irrelevant mm. or, uh like, it just... It feels a little bit not super authentic, that it just... It sounds like... You know, it sounds good to ask this question, mm-hmm. and when you then deep down and dig a little bit more, they're actually not sure where they asked the question. Yeah. That is not like be authentic. What do you want to learn? And if there's nothing that you need to ask, how how committed are you about joining? Mm-hmm. Right. If you're outside, of course, there got to be a lot of questions.
0: Yeah, preferably. <laughs> preferably,
1: <laughs> yeah. So check, check if they're listening to the answer after they've asked the question. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And then uh, I think as as one of the last questions I have, of course, when we are hiring people, we want to hire people to stay forever. But it happens that, you know, um, people move on. Mm -hmm. Um, What are some uh, great things that you've seen that people have gone on to do? Or maybe even inside of the company, how they have used uh, this role uh, to grow and, and take the next steps in their career?
2: Yeah. Uh, First of all, uh, I'm not thinking that a person would stay forever. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking that amazing people and smart people uh, are for loans. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, we can loan them out internally, not <laughs> externally um but I think that's it's more about like is this person a fit for for what we're trying to achieve now doesn't mean that it's the right fit in three years. maybe they're moved on to something else mm-hmm. So what I would say that people who have gone outside get your guide and left get your guide like they have got like top jobs, all of them some of them started their own business, some have continued maybe in the tech tech side of things but maybe not within travel mm-hmm. etc so i've just just heard a lot of different stories but we also which i'm really proud about We've been become quite uh, good in internal moves. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that could be that you move to the side, you go from a sales role into more of a business development role or even marketing, etc. Um, or it could be that you're stepping up and taking on management. There's a lot of different areas and And what I believe is it's really good to step to the side or, or do something different to really understand the full side of marketplace mm-hmm. and we're really trying to to you know encourage that um and we're investing into our stars so if it means that that would mean they would move in a different direction, that's a completely fine
0: yes, and we also um we also have some examples of people within the company that have um, started out at one local office and then moved to another location or mm-hmm. moved to HQ or yeah. went from yeah, HQ absolutely. out to a local office. Absolutely. Um, so that kind of mobility, career mobility is also possible.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I would say, uh, to add to this, anything's possible and Get Your Guide with the growth pace we're in. But to take that back, also connected to our core values is, number one, own your development, raise things that you want to do But even before that, let the result do the talking. If you're delivering stellar results, if you're an incredible employee and and you're realizing that you want to go in a different direction, we will try to facilitate that as long as you really like coming from ground where you delivered
0: top results. Great. Do you have anything you can add in terms of summing up anything from do you have a last point that you want candidates to have in mind uh, going forward?
3: Mm, maybe we can add something in regards to the recruitment process itself. Maybe mm-hmm. how should they prepare before speaking to us? So um, I think for the candidate side, it's important to know that we aim for each interview to be different and to test different skills per different stages. What I mean by that is that We are giving to the candidates the chance to meet many sales and recruiting professionals across each stage. So this should be the chance for them to ask questions to understand better the profile itself and also to ask some growth uh, questions in regards to their own stories at Get Your Guide. I think with such knowledge they will be able actually to create their own plan how to get uh, until the end of the process and be successful. So they should know that we want to test per each stage different skills, uh, different experience, uh, motivation, market understanding and also the cultural fit aspect. So please prepare questions, please do the research and also feel comfortable with us. Because if you're going to feel comfortable with us, we're going to see what is the best out of you. And this is what we want to see during the process. The pure 100% of yourself. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining
0: us today and giving us some insights into the role of destination manager, the recruitment process, and what uh, candidates should be prepared for.
2: Thank you. Thanks for
1: having us. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thanks. And uh, tune in for the next episode of Challenging.